Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday. I hope that you have a moment to take a breath before you start your process today. If you've already started that process and you didn't take a breath, this is a really good time to stop what you're doing. Unless you're driving, in which case, don't stop what you're doing. But take a moment to block out the other things. And by block out, I don't really mean block out. I guess what I really mean is just accept them. Accept them for what they are. Accept you for what you are, who you are right now. And take some breaths. I'm going to let it be quiet for a minute as a reminder. Filling your body with breath is like turning your car on. It's like gas. Makes you go. You choke off that engine. How do you expect yourself to function at full capacity? The best part about this is you don't need a gas station to fuel up, guys. You just need to take a second to breathe and accept where you are. So... I'm going to give you guys a minute to take three deep breaths. Feel it. Fill your chest. Fill your lungs. Feel your ribs expand. It's going to feel like it it hurts, maybe, if you take a really big, deep breath. But if it hurts, try doing it again. See how it feels the next time. Three breaths. Go. Last one. Okay. Now that we've cleared out the noise that built up, that will find its way back in. I'll say it again. Good morning, guys. Happy Sunday. We're here in the middle of one of the strangest things that most of us have ever encountered. I mean, truly, I'm not sure how it could get much stranger on a global scale, but I'm never going to say people haven't experienced weirder than what's going on right now. There are a lot of things about this pandemic that are really scary. And there are a lot of things about this pandemic that are really powerful and inspirational and healing. I remember learning about the Black Plague when I was a kid and thinking that that was the scariest thing I could ever possibly imagine. I remember watching the Prince of Egypt and it getting to the part where the plague comes and just being terrified by the helplessness of it. What's really crazy to me, though, is that I don't really see helplessness right now. I think it's easy to feel that way, and I think it's easy to logically tell yourself that you are helpless right now, because, you know, you can't cure a disease. You can't control what you spread to people. 
right? You can't control how science functions, right? Or, or can we? Is it about control? Is it about controlling the disease or is it about meeting the disease of the disease's terms and functioning from there? Control is a concept that I'm really working on right now for a lot of reasons. But I think we all know that control is an element of human nature that tends to run us more than we think we're running it. And that's why this time now is truly a lesson in the fact that we have no control. One of my favorite movies of all time is The Dark Knight. And there are lots of reasons for that. And the Joker is one of them. Heath Ledger is one of them. But his adaptation, his understanding of the Joker, his manifestation of the Joker, is one that speaks to me in ways that I never really considered for the Joker to speak to me. There is a monologue towards the end of the movie, towards the climax of the movie, where Harvey Dent has become Two-Face and he is sitting in a hospital room. And the Joker comes in dressed like a nurse and gives him a speech about his philosophy of life. And what he calls himself, the Joker, he calls himself an agent of chaos and he says that he is just here to prove to all of them, capital T them, I guess. He wants to prove to all of them that they have no control. And he just wants them to let go. He wants to, to prove that planning and attachment to your plans and expectations based on what you want are fruitless. They're foolish. Plans, people who are planners think that they have control over every variable of the situation as if there aren't infinite variables in this world. And normally we think, oh yeah, but I've got control over the majority of the variables. No, you don't. What's the majority of infinity? You don't have control over anything. You can't tell your body what to do. You can't tell other people's bodies what to do. So when the Joker comes in and runs an 18-wheeler into your vehicle transporting the criminal that you think you can control and he takes him, you've lost every, every semblance of, of, of any kind of control in that situation because you never had it in the first place. This concept is really, really powerful to me. It's funny to me that we look at the Joker and characters like the Joker as, as, as evil. People who, who view themselves as this agent of chaos mentality, we view them as evil. When in reality, in my opinion, my cat opinion, there is no good and evil. And there is not only power. We view the world with this mentality of yin and yang being good and bad good and evil but yin and yang is a concept of light and darkness it is a concept of life not a concept of good and evil not a concept of the duality of the best you can be and the worst you can be that is not what that is about 
Instead, it is about understanding the idea that life, energy, is light. And every single light, every single light casts a shadow. Science. You can't ignore that. You can't get around it. It is. Life is light and dark. Light and dark does not equate to good and bad. The evil seeps in outside of that yin and yang structure. Once you start to control, to try to control that structure, once you try to change what the shadows look like, once you try to change how bright the light shines, once you try to change what kind of light radiates and who is touched by it and who appreciates it, and how well they appreciate it, and how well they praise you for it. That's evil. Control, with a capital C, is evil. Trying to manipulate the light of those around you, of the things around you, of the beings and energies around you to better service your functionality is evil. How many people do we know that do that on a daily basis? How many people do we idolize, vote for? Thanks, Callie. She hears me. I've become very faithful over the past few months. And most of my faith resides in science. If you take this concept of control being evil, science kind of shits on that. Because in a science experiment, the control is what gives us perspective. But what's interesting about that is that when you're doing a science experiment, you have to have a control so that you can have perspective about change. But the whole point of the control is to be the foundation from which to build off of and change. Human spirit control is terrified of change. Science control wants to be change's best friend and sounding board. Science allows me to look at control as a tool of perspective and a tool of choice and a tool of the energy that you have to put into a situation knowing that you might not know the outcome. Gaia, the earth, God, the universe, however you want to relate. Gaia decided to put a halt in our plans. Gaia is the agent of chaos. As a person who is faithful to science and faithful to the universe, I understand on a deep level that Gaia loves us with her whole heart to the point where 
she will no longer allow us to abuse ourselves and each other and her. So she's going to throw a big-ass wrench in our plan and call it Corova. <laughs> call it coronavirus. She's going to throw a big problem in our way and make us see that we have no control. We can't stop people from going outside when they shouldn't be. We can't stop this virus from infecting people who will die with it. They will die. There's nothing they can do to recover. We can't stop that. She's making us see that in many places. She's making us see how our desire to control everything has brought things to the ground as soon as we don't have a grip on the way things are going. There's a lot of good coming out of what's happening right now. I know we know this. One of the ones that hit me like a ton of bricks when I realized it was that there have been no mass shootings. We can't gather in public places to be picked off one by one for the sad purpose of some twisted spirit's desire to control the world around them. They can't come find us right now. There's not enough of us in one place. There's too much security in those places right now, like grocery stores. How is it that something that is killing us off is also bringing us more safety? How is it that something that is bringing us so much distance from each other has brought me closer to so many people in my life that I thought I would never know again? Truly thought I would never know again. Not the way that I used to. Because you can't. You can't ever know anyone the way that you used to. And because of that, we tell ourselves there's no point in trying. But now, every day, every day, I call a different friend, a new friend. I get to know what their life looks like right now in their mirrored realm of, pan of this pandemic. We're living in very similar circumstances, and I... And I in these similar circumstances, get to unpack and learn all these wonderful new things about people I thought that I knew so well, and, and, they've, and they've grown and they've changed, and I, and I never would have taken the time. I never would have taken the time to call my grandmother, to call my mother, to call my stepdad, to call my best friends from elementary school, to send pictures of my dog to my dad, who I don't speak to. I never, ever would have taken a moment to change the way that I look at the world around me because I didn't think I had the time. We don't have time. Time is an illusion. Time is a construct. We know this. We know this at the deepest parts of our core to the point where we insist that it is real because it's the only thing that holds us in this cage. And if it's not real, then what the fuck is holding us? We don't have time. We talk a lot about time is all we have. We don't. We don't have time as a currency. Time is not a currency. Our true currency is attention. Because attention is the true active form of love. You have 24 hours straight 
of pure attention in your life. And you're going to pay it. You have no choice. You can't just pay attention to nothing. Even when you're asleep, your attention is paid. (coughs) I truly believe that if we start looking at the way we budget our attention, like the way we try to budget our bank accounts, the way we try to budget our diets, and the way we try to budget how much we invest in people. It's all the same idea. So, I would like to end this today with a call to action. And this can look however you want it to look, you know? No one's grading you. This is about taking care of yourself. But I want you to budget your attention. And I don't mean, like, plan out. I want you to, I want you to, to take stock of how you budget your attention on a daily basis. Be honest with yourself. Who else, who are you lying to? Don't, you're not lying to me. You're not going to tell me about it. You're not lying to your partner. You don't have to talk to your partner about this right now. You're not lying to anybody. No one's checking your homework. So be honest with yourself. I encourage you to talk to yourself in the mirror about how you budget your attention. If that's really weird for you, I encourage you to journal about it. And just free write, how do I budget my attention? Where do I spend my 24 hours of attention every day? And am I okay with that? You know, we all stopped shopping at certain places when they all started voting certain ways. And it should be that simple with our, with our mentality of our attention. Attention is the only currency that we have. And there's no physicality to it. It's not about sex. It's not about love, like, like physical romantic touch. It's not about giving you money. It's not about... It's not about all of that material, physical shit. All of that material, material, physical shit connects us to the universe that we live in and the world and the reality we live in. It is not evil. The attachment to it, the desire to keep it right by your side so that you can use it whenever you want, whenever you need from what you believe, it's evil. Just be. There's so many bands who sing about, you could die in a car crash tomorrow. The fuck are you worried about? Is it that important? And if it is that important, what can you do about it right now? Go do it. Take care of yourself. Take action. Take autonomy. You are fucking in control every single day. So stop grasping for control that you don't have. We want to control the external around us so badly that we completely neglect our ability to have autonomy and free will from within. Nobody makes your choices for you. Nobody has to look at themselves in the mirror and be okay with what they see other than you. You know, you. You are all you have and everything you have. The life that you want to live starts and ends at your mirror. Touch your mirror. Put your hand up against yourself. You're there. You're really fucking there on the other side of that mirror, dude. And you are really listening. 
and you are really paying attention and all the things you say to yourself and all the things you say to other people, all that gets trapped in your mirror and you project it out onto other people with your attention. So take some time today. Take stock of how you spend that attention because you have so much of it to give. And you have so much of it to give to yourself. I hope that you take this day, this Sunday, this day of rest, and let it be that for yourself today. We don't know how long this pandemic's going to last, guys. Just because they're opening a couple doors right now, that's, that's not going to change anything. It's actually probably going to make it worse. So get comfortable, baby. Get comfortable in the unknown, in the uncertain, because you're never going to know. I'm going to go ahead and spoil that for you for life. You're never going to know. Nobody does. Stop looking for an answer. Start being. Thank you so much for listening to me today. I would be saying all this stuff in the mirror to myself. And while I do get much benefit from that, and I do believe that it is a powerful way for me to spend my attention, I'd rather be talking to you. Namaste.